0: From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. A A multi-million dollar contract for an app that places aged care workers in nursing homes has triggered concerns about quality and access. The government money favours one private company, which says it has no duty of care for the work it provides. Today, senior reporter for the Saturday paper, Rick Morton, on the limited tender that won big for an app called Mabel. Rick, what is Mabel and what does it do?
1: So Mabel is an app that connects aged care providers with freelance workers to fill holes in staffing essentially.
0: Mabel enables people to connect directly with thousands of support
1: workers across Australia and through these unique payment is made through the app and Mabel takes um, ordinarily they take a ten percent commission. It lets you find and choose people offering the support that you want. They're not a direct employer of support workers or nurses though it's really a lot like Uber or the other kind of gig economy-style platforms. We're online, so it's easy and affordable. Plus, you can use your home care package. Find your people at mabel.com.au. It specialises in government-funded programs, so if you're in a nursing home and you need a support worker to come and look after you, uh, you can jump onto Mabel, do a search for your area, and there's a whole bunch of people that come up. Um, They've got a range of qualifications and skills. They might be registered nurses or assistants in nursing or what we call care workers. And you can kind of filter them and, and look through the ones that you think best match what you need. And essentially, the support worker on that platform sets their own rate if they're working privately. If they're working for a nursing home, it's slightly different because the nursing home would be the one paying Um, But, you know, you can look at the one that you can afford um, and if they're available, away you go. And when the payment's done and completed, it gets kind of unlocked through Mabel, and then the support worker gets paid at the other end, usually within a couple of days, although it can take longer. But the app explicitly states in its terms that any person hired through its platform is, quote-unquote, not a partner, employee, independent contractor or agent of the company, And, you know, they also go on to say that they've got no, and they use this phrase, duty of care for the quality of its workforce or liability for the care provided.
0: Right. And so the reason that you've been looking into Mabel is because of a government contract that they've been awarded. Can you tell me about that?
1: That, That's right. In the midst of this coronavirus pandemic, the federal government awarded a $5.77 million contract to Mabel. And it was for a, a surge workforce in nursing homes affected by COVID-19. And it's valid until the end of June. So essentially, it's a three-month contract. And you know, in a memo that was sent out to nursing home providers in April, the Department of Health announced that it would pay the wage costs for any crisis workers employed through Mabel um, for four weeks. And it does not appear that the government would subsidise the same kinds of workers who were not employed through this app. So the deal was done with Mabel and only Mabel. And it went out as a limited tender, which the government can do from time to time under certain grounds, you know, if it's a national security issue, or in this case it was to protect human health. And that means it's exempt from the Commonwealth's own procurement
0: rules. So... A limited tender is somewhat unusual. What does it mean in practice?
1: Look, normally with the government contract, they've got to go through a full tender because people, taxpayers, rightfully have expectations about the fact that the government tests the quality of the people who are applying for the kind of work that the government wants them to do. So usually there's a full-on competition and they they select the best one. Under a limited tender, because they've got these certain exemptions for, in this case, protection of public health, Those rules go out the window. So there are exemptions in this contract that means that it is not subject to ordinary value for money checks, which is part of the rules, nor, and I'm again quoting from the rules, nor is it subject to accountability and transparency provisions. And it's also not captured by rules governing efficient, effective, economical and ethical procurement That's usually the case with this kind of limited tender. I did ask the Department of Health and they confirmed that that was the case and that the contract is exempt uh, from all of those rules and it also cannot be judicially reviewed under... There's this new legislation that was brought in in 2018 that essentially allows more of these types of contracts to be reviewed by the federal court or the federal circuit court if they're not exempt, but this one is, and so you can't even challenge it in the legal system.
0: mm -hmm. And... What is the biggest concern with Mabel and this multi-million dollar contract that it's received?
1: It's a twofold concern. You know, the first is quality. Mabel states that it has no control over and is not responsible for the acts or omissions of any users on or off its site. So, you know, there are a pool of people who say they have the qualifications that they say, but in a really difficult area to regulate and in an area where people do not have the same capacity to make decisions that you or I might, if we're getting in Uber, for example, that's a real key concern. You know, the app gives no warranty regarding the quality of care. It's not responsible for the accuracy or reliability of any information provided by someone you hire through it, and it takes no responsibility for anything, really. Um, It's just left in the lap of the gods. So, you know, Mabel actually says in its terms, we do our best to check the qualifications, certainly of registered nurses, and they require copies of... TAFE qualifications to be uploaded if you're a care worker, which is a lower-level worker than a nurse. But they they do say that you, if you're hiring someone, you should check all that stuff yourself because we can't be held responsible if we get it wrong. And then there's the question about access. You know, the government went to Mabel and only to Mabel, and it's not clear that the app has the number of registered users in all of the regions around the country where a nursing home might need to access them. So the government's essentially put all its eggs in one privately owned for-profit basket and they're hoping that that's enough. So, for example, if you're a nursing home operator in a regional area and you jump onto Mabel because the government's paying the wages through Mabel and you jump on there and you can't find a support worker that, you know, is high enough quality or is even available, well, then what do you do in the middle of this crisis? I'm Michael Williams. Join me for this week's episode of Read This, as I talk to Sloane Crosley about her latest, Grief is for People. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. As a a 7am listener, you value the story behind the headlines. That's why you should read Post, a free daily newsletter bringing you the top five news stories of the day, summarising each of their key points. Sign up today at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters.
0: Rick, we're talking about this app, Mabel, which won a big government contract to provide emergency staffing to nursing homes. Who owns Mabel?
1: Mabel's team is really well-connected. So the company is chaired by Jamie O'Dell. He's the former managing director of the beverage giant Foster's Group and also the former long-time chief executive of poker machine company Aristocrat. Um, The app itself, the platform, it was co-founded in 2014 by the former Bankers Trust partner Peter Scutt and investment banker Tony Terrara. And it counts among its backers, the former Packer family investment vehicle Alliston Capital, which owns a $10 million stake. In July 2017, the then aged care minister, Ken Wyatt, officially opened the company's expanded headquarters, saying that it reflected the then Turnbull government's vision of individual choice and control in a consumer-driven market. Now, Wyatt was joined at that launch by Ian Yates, who's the chief executive of uh, the Council on the Aging, CODA, which is a peak consumer advocacy body for older Australians using and navigating aged care. Now, Yates is a big supporter of Mabel. And frankly, it was an important disruptor. Of the essential cookie cutter approach to aged care that we have had for far too long. And some. He's also think. a part of this small group that's been advising the Department of Health on aged care during the COVID 19 pandemic. Support. But people have people who come and do classic care and support services. Someone might take someone out on social outings. There's a whole variety of, of mixes. Someone might want someone who can speak their language. Someone might want someone who can. And, you know, Yates confirmed to me that the council on the ageing is a shareholder in Mabel, but he said the stake was only about 2% when it was given to them and it was granted in lieu of consultancy fees, which means essentially that they were providing advice, Ian Yates was providing advice on the setup of Mabel and they were given these shares because Mabel didn't pay them any cash. Um, Now, Yates says they're currently not worth anything and nor was he involved, and the Department of Health confirms this, nor was he involved in any discussions over the recent contract. But I guess the point we're making here is that these are all people who know who to call um, if they want to put their names in front of decision makers, if there was a big pot of money going around.
0: Rick, is this a bigger trend in aged care, this segue into private and for-profit solutions paid for by government? That's
1: kind of been the problem over the last two decades, really. And, you know, we've got a Royal Commission into Aged Care Quality and Safety at the moment, and it has been searing about this precise issue, uh, most notably in its interim report, which was handed down in October last year. Well, it's been called a shocking tale of neglect as the interim findings from the Royal Commission into Aged Care were released today. The report was handed down just a few minutes ago, and it claims that we have been diminished as a nation, the commission said, literally word for word, it is a myth that aged care is an effective consumer-driven market.
0: It slams the idea that aged care can be treated as a market, and it zeroes in on some of the biggest tragedies seen so far in an inquiry that's only part way through.
1: We've had all these ideas, right, about oh, aged care can be can be beautiful and brilliant if we just unshackle it from all of this regulation and we bring in all of this private investment, and then people can just go off and make their own choices. Inhumane, abusive and unjustified subduing of patients and care is a lottery, people dying as they wait. It really is hard to imagine how the Royal Commissioners could have been more scathing of a system they say is unkind and uncaring to older Australians. The, interim report... the Royal Commission, crucially, I think, was saying, If you believe that, then you are doing damage because that is only true for a very small percentage of people in the market.
0: Ben, this is an absolutely brutal critique of our aged care uh, system. The the cruelty and the neglect um, is is being experienced right around the country. When are we going to? to
1: They said it was time for a reality check. I'm quoting from the report here. They said the aged care sector prides itself in being an industry, and it behaves like one because you've got to remember 80% of the industry's funding comes directly from government essentially the the commission were saying that the Australian taxpayers have every right to expect that a sector so heavily funded by them should be open and fully accountable in the public and seen as a service to them and it's this question of the lack of fundamental transparency, which are the words the Commission used. And, you know, while it does appear to be heavily regulated, they heard evidence that it is unfit for purpose and does not adequately deter poor practices. So there's been this momentum we've been moving towards this increasingly fractured, increasingly privatised, increasingly for-profit sector, and yet along the way we've lost sight of the fact that this isn't about money. This is about people who need care at a point in their life when they are, um, vulnerable is a terrible word, but when they are most in need of getting proper, safe care.
0: What about Mabel? What happens with that contract now?
1: Well, the Department of Health said that the $5.77 million contract was paid directly to Mabel on the basis that they they essentially didn't want approved nursing home providers to have to wait to get any money back. So the money was given to Mabel and if any provider needed some staff, Um, for four weeks, the wages bill would be paid and they'd have the money there to pay them straight away. So far, the Mabel platform has only been used under this arrangement by two providers, and that includes Newmarch House, where, um, tragically, last week, a 93-year-old resident there became the 19th person to die from coronavirus during that cluster that we saw And the Department of Health told me that any money left in the contract on the 30th of June, which is when it's meant to end, um, they say the money will go back to the government. And that's, you know, that's fine. We'll wait and see on that front. But that's not really the issue. I mean, for two decades now, and the Royal Commission really pinged them, the government on this, you know, no one in government at any level over the last two decades has really thought about where marketisation of this sector is taking us. It's almost like they outsourced their thinking to the free market time and time and time again, thinking that things would change and they never have and we still haven't got that balance right. And, you know, I wrote last year about how they wanted to privatise the assessment teams, which is the one part of the education system that basically works and they wanted to privatise that and then all of a sudden they had to pull that policy because it was so outrageously bad And now in the middle of a a massive crisis, they're bereft of ideas again. And so they've gone back to the private market, back to a commercial app developer to kind of fix their problems for them. And they keep going back to that well. And they keep thinking that the drink is going to be different this time, and and, and it's not. And the Royal Commission has been so clear about that. And this story illustrates the the defective thinking that has been in this system now for for two decades. And, And that's the stuff that needs to change.
0: Rick, thanks so much for your time today.
1: Thanks, Ruby. Thanks for having me. Sloane Crosley is known for her funny and acerbic personal essays, but her new memoir digs much deeper to examine the loss of her best friend. Join me, Michael Williams, as I chat with Sloane about Grief is for People. Find it wherever you listen.
0: Also in the news, the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, has used a speech to the National Press Club to announce his government is working towards an overhaul of Australia's industrial relations system. Scott Morrison announced that the industrial relations minister, Christian Porter, would lead a new process bringing together unions, employer groups and businesses to try to change the current system, which he said was not fit for purpose. As a gesture of goodwill, the government will not pursue a second vote in its Ensuring Integrity Bill, which was strongly opposed by unions. And human trials of a potential COVID-19 vaccine have begun in Melbourne, with about 130 people involved in the program. The potential vaccine is being developed by US biotech company Novavax. Preliminary results for Phase 1 are expected in July and Phase 2 results by the end of the year.